What's the copay for my eye exam? How much is my lens allowance? What kind of frames can I get? And most importantly, who accepts my vision insurance? Vision insurance can be confusing. Luckily, Pearl Vision can help you make sense of it. They offer a wide selection of state-of-the-art lenses and brand name frames. Plus, they work with all major vision plans, including iMed. Visit PearlVision.com to find your neighborhood eye care center today. G'day everyone. Happy Monday. This is the last Monday motivation for a couple of weeks, but don't worry. I'm still going to be posting uh, content out here on YouTube or on the podcast, wherever you watch slash listen. I'm having a break next week for two weeks. So I won't be back until the, I think it's the 5th of October uh, for another Monday motivation episode, Uh, but I will be sharing interviews. Uh, I've got so many awesome interviews from people who are way smarter than me, who have lots of awesome things to say. So I'll be sharing that on the podcast and on YouTube. Those videos are actually already available as live streams. But what I'm going to do is I'm going to sort of provide you with a couple of like 10 to 20 minute versions of those episodes that really have like all the goodest, all the goodest bits in them. Yeah, that's a thing. But today I'm here. We're here. Uh, As we're going along in this episode, if you like this and you're watching this on YouTube, please hit the like button, which I'm pretty sure is on this side. If you're listening on the podcast show, have a think about someone that you could maybe share this with to help them in their business journey, in their brand journey. If they're trying to develop themselves as a thought leader, think about who you could share this with to help them. Now, today's episode follows on from kind of the theme we've been discussing over the last week or so, which is around conversion rate optimization. It's around building curiosity. And one question that I asked in the live stream, not last week, but the week before in my Friday seen and heard live streams was, okay, how do you know? Because I was like, the problem is, right, a lot of people are unsure about whether or not what they're doing is nearly there or uh, you know their marketing funnel is nearly working, or actually they're like way off and they're sort of you know doing something they're just spinning their wheels. And I was talking about how often people are actually uh, giving up too soon and diversifying at a point where you know they're thinking, oh my LinkedIn marketing funnel is not working. I'm just giving up on that. I'm going to go and try Facebook. I'm just not even going to pay attention to LinkedIn anymore, as an example, right? And instead of fine tuning things, um, it's sort of like oh that's not working therefore this I'm going to completely ride this off throwing the baby out with the bathwater. but the question I asked that I didn't get to answer was well sometimes actually you are kind of flogging a dead horse right sometimes you are actually kind of needing to change what you're doing completely so how do you know when that's a case and when isn't that case that's what we're going to be diving in today now if you are a regular listener and you haven't had a chance to rate or review the show, please consider doing that. If you're a YouTube watcher, watcher, yeah, that counts. And you're <laughs> watching this and not yet subscribed, please subscribe to my channel. If you want to go the extra mile to support the show, you can head over to my Ko-fi page. It's ko-fi.com forward slash Lauren Crest. The link is in the description. We're just about to get onto the main part of the episode, but if you're listening to this on the podcast, you might, there might be a little ad break here. Don't want you to get a shock, uh, and I'll be back in a tick. 
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. Okay, so how do we know whether something is kind of kind of working and almost there and we should just fine-tune and whether something's like way off and it's never going to work for us? Well, this really comes down to industry benchmarks and also collecting your own baseline data. So I have been talking a little bit about the sales as a science system. So sales as a science system, and you can go and look this up, you can go Google it, um, there's stacks of stuff out there about this, but essentially what it's about is it's about calculating conversion rates at different parts of the marketing and sales funnel because the marketing and sales funnel kind of should be working together. And if they're not working together, that's part of your problem. So one thing, and I've talked to Peter Strockorb about this before as well, is that a lot of people see the funnel sort of as like the marketing funnel and the sales funnel, they're kind of separate things. So what we want to think about is like straight up from like, and we talked about this on Friday a little bit, right? Someone's a stranger, they've never heard about you before and they come into contact with something that you're doing. Where is that? What is that first key piece right at the top where they're becoming aware of your brand? Okay, so is it that they're watching a video? Is it that they're landing on your page, your LinkedIn profile, in a conversation? Where is that? All the activities at the top. Now, what you can do from here is you can actually go and start to look at, for my industry, how likely is it that I'm going to get someone to convert from these different things? So I'll give you an example. Let's say someone comes to your website and they sign up for a lead magnet. So the website's at the top and they probably found out about you even before then, but they've come to a page on your website, they've downloaded a lead magnet. That takes them to the engagement part, but they're not yet considered a marketing qualified lead, right? So at that point, we're kind of like, this is someone who we could warm up to become marketing qualified lead. But first, I want to make sure they even open the email. Like, did they even open the email that I sent them? Have they opened any other marketing materials that I've sent them? Are they interested in what I'm saying? Yes. Okay. Now we want to lead score them a little bit. Now this person might actually be a marketing qualified lead. Now, if they're a marketing qualified lead, then we want to look at how we can convert them to a sales qualified lead. And what you can go and do is look at what's the, what's the benchmark percentage of someone moving through this funnel and converting. So for instance, um, with cold emails, cold email conversions end to end usually and cold calling as well, it's about one to 2% conversion rate right? So if you do a hundred calls, you might get one sale. You do a hundred cold emails done well, and these are, you know, cold calls done well, you might get one sale. So you can work out, okay, well, if that's the case, if I'm having to do 200 cold emails to get a sale, there's probably something broken in the way I'm doing this. So that, that's where that kind of comes in. Or if I'm having to do 500, I'm not getting anything 
Ben, there's something really broken here. Maybe this isn't the strategy for me. Maybe there's another strategy that works better for me. So that's how you want to kind of assess your performance. Let's say, for instance, another one is you're doing webinars and you're like, okay, so webinars, I think on average in the B2B market, they have about a 15% conversion rate once you get someone to the webinar. So first you've got to get them through all the funnel to get them to attend a free webinar. And then once you get them on the webinar, then you have about a 15% conversion rate. So again, you can have a look at it. If you've got 20 people in your webinar, and you had one conversion, then you're performing below benchmark. Again, you want to have a look at your industry and what the, that um, looks like there. So if you're doing that to get like a $1,000 sale, then it's probably not really worth it for you. If you're underperforming and you have to spend all of this money to get someone to these webinars, then you need to think about, is this strategy working? What am I doing wrong? Now, a couple of different ways you could go with that, right? You could go, oh, okay, am I doing something wrong therefore I'm going to learn how to do this better or is there something you're already doing that is working heaps better for you that you could just put more money effort and time into to convert more people so say for instance you're like actually LinkedIn messenger is a really really great strategy for me and networking is a really really great strategy for me and that I'm actually seeing people convert from then you might want to double down on that until you can figure out what's broken about your webinar funnel, if that makes sense. So that's how you kind of start to look at, okay, should I move on from this? Or is this something that's actually, you know, doing well? Now, what about something like, say, for instance, I'll give an example for me. I'm using TikTok. I'm experimenting with TikTok TikTok at the moment. So TikTok, I haven't got heaps of followers yet or anything. I've been playing around with it since like, I think the end of July. So just over a month and a bit now. I haven't got heaps of followers, but I have had videos that have had a fair amount of views. And I've also seen that on the weeks that I post on TikTok, I have a higher amount of listeners on my podcast show. Now, is that by chance? Is that, um, I have to kind of look at that. It's kind of hard to tell. One of the other things that's annoying is because I'm an Apple user on TikTok, I can't refer people to my website. I have to refer people to my YouTube channel or trust that they go and look up my podcast. So I haven't got an easy way to sort of track that. But at the moment, I'm like, okay, I'm getting views over time. I'm getting at least 150 views per video. They're one minute videos. And then for some of them, I'm getting more. So it's a good way for me to experiment as well and see what views are um, doing better. And also I've started to get a bit of an increase in uptake of followers as well. So for now, I'm like, that's cool. doesn't take a lot of the time. It's literally like, five extra minutes for me when I'm editing my show to put something out on TikTok. So I'm going to do that. But if I was putting like 20 hours a week into doing TikTok and I've got 27 followers and 150 views per video, probably not worth it, right? Or if I was paying thousands of dollars to do that, probably not worth it. But it's such an easy little add-on thing for me to do. I'm happy to keep trying it for a few more months and see what happens. So those are kind of the things that you want to weigh up and think about. The thing to keep in mind though is that some things like that example I just gave are going to be hard for you to track exactly. It's going to be hard for you to work out exactly where people are finding out about you and what's happening because say someone clicks on a Google ad that doesn't mean that they've never heard of you before and maybe part of the reason they click the Google ad is because they'd also seen your ad on Facebook 
or vice versa, right? Maybe the reason someone clicked your Facebook ad is actually because they happen to have seen your Google ad. There's ways around this. We can do things like performance tracking on your website so you can actually make sure that Google knows where people came from. You can make sure that Facebook knows, Pinterest knows. So it's like all your pixel tracking and tagging and all of those kinds of things. Um, And if you want to find out more about that, I did like a little digital marketing checklist to start thinking about each of those things that you want in place before, say, you start advertising. So when should you move on? You should move on if you can see that you're really highly underperforming in an area for a marketing funnel that um, should be doing much better based on benchmarks. So if you're like, and, and the effort isn't worth it for you, it could, it's also a great opportunity, right? If you're kind of going, my webinar should be getting a 15% conversion. I can get people to my webinar, but I can't convert on the webinar then that's an opportunity for you to learn that skill and you could become, that could become a fantastic source for you, right? That's worth investing in because you're like, I can get the people here. But if you're like, I can't get people to the webinar and then like, so that's really expensive for me. And then when I'm trying to get people to convert on the webinar, that's not happening. Then, and you've got something else that's working. You might kind of be like, you know what? I'm just going to do that instead for now. Okay, so this is a Monday motivation episode. So what do you actually need to do? Well, this week, what I want you to think about is actually sort of starting to do the maths. Now, it can be a little bit fiddly, but it's a really good idea to get first an idea of your numbers and then start to see if you can find benchmarks that help you to contextualize those numbers. What I like to do is I like to start with questions. So a question like, where are my current sales coming from? Where, how did the people who I'm selling to find out about me that they remember? So that could be a simple matter of asking your clients or it could also be that you've actually got methods for tracking that in your digital marketing system. If you have that good on you, you're ahead of most people there. Awesome. So have a look at, okay, where are my sales coming from? Oh, okay. So 50% of my sales are coming from LinkedIn. And just, just keep it broad for, for at the moment. Don't say like LinkedIn Messenger or LinkedIn Profile because they all kind of work together. So 50% are somehow connected with me on LinkedIn. There's about 20% that are coming through my uh, newsletters and my you know inbound marketing strategies. So via, like we talked about Active Campaign before, you could be using MailChimp or one of the other ones. Okay, 20%. And then the other 30% are coming from referral. Okay, cool. So across these three things, this is where my sales are coming from. Now have, let me have a look at all the activities that I'm doing around this. Now, depending on how long your business has been around for and all those kinds of things, we might be talking about a handful of sales, so small data, which is less reliable. We might be talking about hundreds of sales if you've been around for a long time. So have a, have a look at that. Don't put too much weight. If you've only had like 10 sales. Don't put too much weight into the data, but at the same time, have a look at what's working about what you did there. And then I would work backwards. So instead of working from the top down, it's like, okay, this is where I got my sales from. This is how I can trace it back up the funnel. And these are the activities that happen along the way. So with each of these people, I had a 30 minute call where we talked about what they were going through. I offered them a free strategy session. Um, These two people read my book. Um, This person had been following me on YouTube for a year. All those kinds of things, right? Where are they kind of coming from and how does that relationship work? And then you can sort of start to trace it back up and look at, okay, so I had some sort of piece of brand awareness up here 
where people started finding out about me, but it was when they came to this part or it was when they came to this web page or when they came to this lead magnet, then I can see that out of the 100 people that have downloaded that lead magnet, I've had three clients come from there. So then you can go, okay, well, I'll get a 3% conversion rate on this lead magnet. Okay, so now I can start to predict something. If I know I've got out of 100 downloads, I've got three people who became clients and each of those clients are worth $10,000 to me, that's $30,000. How much would I be willing to spend to get another three clients if I know that I need 100 downloads to do that? So that's how you can start to do the maths. Once I get people to this point, what conversion rate am I kind of seeing? And the other thing is you can be like, is 3% good? Is 3% a good amount of conversion for an ebook download? Could it be higher? It's going to, again, it's going to depend on your industry. Have a look at those industry benchmarks. To me, I would be pretty happy with that. If I knew that 100 downloads meant three clients, that's something that now I can work with that and I can work out what to invest in that. So I hope that makes sense. Uh, like I said, last Monday motivation episode for a while. Let me know what you thought. Uh, reach out to me on Twitter at LaurenCrest89 using the hashtag GrowYourBrand. Or you can also come chat with me on LinkedIn. Heaps of people have been reaching out on LinkedIn saying how much they like my content, which I really, really super appreciate. That's been so lovely. So if you like this, um, please do that as well. It, it brightens up my day. Um, until next time. Remember that sharing your talents with the world will make it a better place.